Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Justin Peters. I hope that you and your family are doing well today. I want to thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. So a month or so ago in April of 2021-2022, I put a video up on my YouTube channel entitled My Open Challenge to the Charismatic Prophets, Here's Your Chance to Prove Me Wrong. And my challenge for those of you who may not have seen that video basically is this. Uh, there are thousands of self-proclaimed prophets out there, all of whom claim to speak to God and God speaks back to them regularly and clearly. They hear the voice of God just as clearly as you are hearing my voice now. And they engage God in conversations. Um, sometimes they are actually, they appear kind of annoyed at God because he's just this uh, kind of just sometimes just God just won't be quiet. And he's just kind of like this celestial chatty Cathy doll. As so ages, I mean, just God, God just talks to him all the time. Sometimes to the point of annoyance, I guess. So anyway, um, but they all the prophets have done just one big, massive corporate prophetic face plant in the last two years. All of these earth shattering, globally impacting events that we have experienced in the last couple of years. None of the prophets saw any of these things coming. And so I wanted to give them a chance to redeem themselves, prophetically speaking, and uh, give them an opportunity to ask God the following. When is the war in Ukraine going to end? And how is it going to end? And I gave them two weeks to respond to me. Like, here's your chance. Here's, here's your chance to prove this old fuddy-duddy of a cessationist wrong. And to the best of my knowledge, uh, only two of them took me up on my challenge. If there's another one, I'm not aware of it. So two of them did. There was a man and a woman who responded, uh, both of whom are charismatic, but only one claims to be a prophet, the woman. The other the other guy, uh, he's, he's definitely charismatic, but he does not claim to be a prophet. But they responded to my challenge. And uh, I'm not going to say their names because that would just give them um, publicity and uh I'm sure you know you'll be able to figure it out if you want to, if you want to spend the time to do it. But um, anyway, just a quick little rundown of of their response to me. So the lady, she she put up a video on her YouTube channel, and uh, she was actually responding. It's is the the title of it was like my response to Justin Peters or something like that. So definitely a a direct pointed response to my challenge, supposedly taking me up on it. Uh, the odd thing, though, is that she didn't actually respond to my challenge. She didn't answer my question. She did not. Um, she did not say when the war in Ukraine is going to end or how it's going to end. So, she responded to my challenge by not responding to my challenge. She just went on and on about how God supposedly gave her uh, visions back in July and August of last year, 2021, about. Russia and Ukraine is all this just kind of general stuff. Um, none of none of none of it's specific at all. 
except this part was pretty specific. I think this was back in August of 2021. I just copied and pasted this off of her website, but she says this, uh, now I'm seeing a foundation of light. There's a big strip of light and it looks like a rocket, but I don't want to say rocket because then everyone will think it's a rocket. But he referring to God just said rocket. So it looks like a rocket. Now, <laughs> if you're thinking that that sounds like a convoluted and grammatical train wreck, uh, yeah, that's because it is. That just none of that even makes any sense. It's like a Kamala Harris word salad. But um, anyway, she says this rocket is going to be launched sometime in September. Not this September, last September, September of 2021. Russia is going to launch a rocket. In September of 2021, she says, it's going to come from Russia. They're going to shoot a rocket, and I know what it looks like. I can see it, and it's going to the West, referring to a Western nation, a Western country. So she prophesied that in September of 2021, Russia was going to shoot a rocket at a Western country. Well, that emphatically did not happen. I uh, certainly don't remember anything about Russia shooting a rocket in some Western nation in September of 2021. I wanted to do my due diligence, though, and so I searched it as best I could, put in all the keywords. You know, the only hits I got was something about Russia sending up, like, satellites and something to the International Space Station in December of 2021. So, um, no, Russia did not fire a rocket at a Western country in September of 2021. So that in and of itself proves her to be a false prophet. So, and she also claims to be a pastor, by the way, pastrix, which is, um, that's a whole other issue. But, uh, she, on her website, she said that God told her, God told her to preach about swimming on her website. God told her to preach about swimming. I don't even know how you do that. How do you preach about swimming? The only preaching I know how to do is from scripture expositing scripture, but oh well, God wants her to preach about swimming. So I mean, so that was a that was just a big uh bust. That was a big disappointment. So she responded to my challenge by not responding to my challenge. Never answered the question. So that's her. The only other one is uh this other fellow who has his own YouTube channel. He responded to me directly. Uh but the the thing about his response is that he well, a number of things. Kind of like this lady, he didn't actually respond in the way in which I asked. Uh, he gave a prediction. He didn't give a prophecy. He gave a prediction. And he made a point to to uh, make it very clear that he said, I'm not prophesying this. I'm just predicting it. So he predicted that the war in Ukraine would end on June 18th. And it would end with a peace treaty between Russia and Ukraine. Russia would remain a sovereign country, but uh, apparently some territories, some parts of it would go to Russia, you know, probably in you know, eastern Ukraine, Donbass region, that kind of thing. Um, but it's just a prediction. And then he said this, and I wrote it down. He said, quote, I don't know, Justin, am I disqualified now? Or are you going to take my prediction as an answer to your challenge? Well, no, I'm not going to take your prediction as an answer to my challenge because that wasn't my challenge. I wasn't asking people to predict. Uh, 
I was asking people, self-proclaimed prophets, to prophesy. Go to God and ask him when the war in Ukraine is going to end and how is it going to end, and you tell us all what he has to say. So, uh, no, I'm not going to take your answer as a answer, your prediction as an answer to my challenge because it's objectively not what I asked for. So that's just, I don't know, makes no sense to me. So then, he, I mean, the whole thing is very sarcastic towards me. He says that I only attack... Uh, low-hanging fruit. He says, I only go after the people on Sid Ross program, the low-hanging fruit, the obvious charlatans, obvious false teachers, which I thought that was a very odd thing for him to say, given that I have critiqued openly so, repeatedly so, for years, um, and unashamedly so, literally some of the biggest names in evangelicalism some of the wealthiest names in evangelicalism. Uh, and he, as if people who go on Sid Roth's program, they're all fringe element. That's emphatically not true. Sid Roth has been on Kenneth Copeland's network. Kenneth Copeland is the wealthiest false teacher in the United States of America. He brags about being right at a billionaire. Maybe he's not right now with the dip in the stock market, but nonetheless, He's the, I think, with little doubt, the wealthiest false teacher in the in the United States of America. I obviously, openly, and unashamedly, uh, call him out for the wolf and charlatan that he is. Um, Joel Osteen, I have critiqued him for years. Benny Hinn, Jesse Duplantis, Creflo Dollar, Joseph Prince, uh, Andrew Womack. These are some of the most well-known names in the charismatic movement. Um, Beth Moore, a lot of people don't think of Beth Moore as like a televangelist charismatic. She's definitely charismatic. Uh, but Beth Moore's, I mean, she's just a, she's charismatic. She's social justice. She, uh, will not call homosexuality a sin. So, uh, I mean, she's just a theological hot mess. There's a whole lot I could say about Beth Moore and have said about Moore. So I, I don't even know where he's coming from when he says that. Like, a, you know, I only have the uh, courage to go after the low-hanging fruit. I mean, my my goodness, I've I've critiqued some of the most well-known names in the Southern Baptist Convention: J.D. Greer and Ed Litton and and um, other Russell Moore and other. I mean, so I don't even I don't even get where he's going with that. What else here? I'm looking at my notes. Uh, uh, so he he says my ego. Oh, then he, he kind of turned the tables on me. He offered his own challenge to me. And apparently, so he thinks that I, my ego is too big and my skin is too thin to take on Stephen Anderson. Now, Stephen Anderson is an inner, independent fundamentalist Baptist out of Arizona, a pastor. And uh, he... He claim, he's King James only. He says he's like 1611 King James only. Well, he may be King James only, and he is. He's not 1611 only. Because if you were to give a King James only person an actual 1611 Bible, they wouldn't even be able to read it. They'd barely be able to make heads or tails out of it. But at any rate, I digress. Uh, Stephen Anderson is known for being very... Oh, um, well, let's just call it, he's a jerk. He's a jerk. He's, he's 
right on a lot of, uh, he and I would agree on a lot of things, you know, the basics, the deity of Christ and the Trinity and, um, and that homosexuality is sinful. Now, but Stephen Anderson has made a name for himself by being over the top um, hateful. He's just a very, um, he's quarrelsome. He is angry. He's got an obvious anger issue. Uh, he's graphic. He is very coarse. And speaking of nuts, I have a nut here, okay? And this is a bolt, okay? So listen, this is what a normal person does, all right? See, I got the bolt right here, represent the male, right? We got the nut right here, represent the female, all right? This is what normal people do, okay? This is what, now let me show you what insanity says to do. Uh, there's nothing godly about the guy at all. But um, this critic who responded to my video thinks that I don't have the courage. I'm, I don't, I'm not man enough to go after Steven Anderson and critique him because if I do, then all of his supporters will flock to my channel and offer all kinds of nasty comments. And, and this guy that responded to my video thinks I'm too scared to do that. Well, because I haven't engaged Steven Anderson before. Well, there's lots of people I haven't engaged on my YouTube channel. I haven't engaged... Uh, Ernest Angley or Don Stewart or uh, Peter Popoff or David Oyedepo or um, you know Jim Jones on my YouTube channel doesn't mean I'm afraid to do it. it just means there's literally too many of them to get around to I, I just so I'm not afraid of saying that I do not agree with Stephen Anderson my often critic out there as his own YouTube channel and, and wants me to respond to him. I'm not afraid of Steven Anderson. I'm not afraid of his followers. Uh, I, do I agree with him on a lot of things? Yeah, sure. Do I disagree with him on a lot of things? Absolutely. I do. I think he's got a, he's got a very flawed, uh, understanding of repentance. He doesn't understand what repentance is. He thinks repentance is a works Salvation. So Jesus said repent. to repent, right? Yeah, but you don't have to repent of your sins to be saved. Okay. Nowhere does the Bible say to repent of your sins to be saved. That's a works-based salvation. Does it say that in Luke 24? I'm just asking you. Does it no, say that? No, it doesn't. So it doesn't say repent of sins for, for repent for forgiveness of sins? It does not say that, no. That's what not is it? what it says. What does it say in Luke 24? It just says that repentance okay. and the forgiveness of sins should be preached. So it doesn't say repent of sins for, for repent for forgiveness of sins it does not say that no that's what not is it, what it says what does it say in luke 24 it just says that repentance okay and the forgiveness of sins should be preached it doesn't Fair. say repent of your sins so, okay. so here's okay. the thing repent means to turn okay. or to change your mind or to go in another direction yes. okay well guess okay. what the thing that causes people to be unsaved is okay. that they don't believe in christ do they have to change their mind to believe in christ yeah so that's repentance but not repent of your sins but they don't have to repent of their sins. They have to repent of believing in the wrong thing. So what could I say? Turn from your sins? No, that's a fault. That's a lie. So because if, if you have to turn from your sins, that's okay. works. Is, is it? it? <laughs> Meaning, oh yeah, it's just so I mean, easy to turn from all your no, no, sins, no. right? Let me, let me ask you. Let it's me ask work. You, like you got to work on it every day. Let me ask you a different way. Is it work if God changes 
my mind and I turn from my sins. Look, does that make that all you're doing sense? is just you're just repackaging work salvation. There's two kinds of salvation. Okay. Faith okay. works. Mm -hmm. I believe salvation is by faith. You believe salvation is by works. And which actually is completely congruent with his Armenian theology. Because back when I was an Armenian for the first 37 years of my life, that was a major question in my own mind. It seemed like repentance was a, a work salvation because my understanding of repentance, the Armenian understanding of repentance is that it is something that you do, something that we do ourselves. We have to gin it up. We have to, we have to will ourselves to repent. Whereas the Bible teaches that genuine repentance is in and of itself granted by God. God grants repentance. It's a gift of God. So repentance is a work, but it's a work that God does in us. It's not a work that we can do ourselves. And I'll also say that I do not believe that Stephen Anderson is qualified to be a pastor. I don't believe that he meets the biblical qualifications to be a pastor. Does he know some scripture? Yes. Does he have a lot of scripture wrong? Yes, because he clearly does not understand repentance and the source of that repentance. Uh, but he doesn't meet the biblical qualifications to be, the pastor, to be a pastor. Let me read to you from 1 Timothy chapter 3. Timothy says, It is a trustworthy statement if any man aspires to the office of overseer. It is a fine work he desires to do. An overseer then must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not addicted to wine or pugnacious, but gentle, peaceable, free from the love of money. Does he meet some biblical qualifications to be an elder? Um, some, you know, he's the husband of one wife. Now, I don't know Stephen Anderson. I just know from what I've seen of him on his YouTube channel. But is he, is he temperate? No, he's not temperate. Is he gentle? No, he's not gentle. Is he peaceable? No, he's not peaceable. He's not temperate. He's not gentle. And he's not peaceable. And uh, if you doubt that, then watch, watch these clips. Why I hate Barack Obama. That's my sermon tonight. You're going to tell me I'm supposed to pray for God to give him a good lunch tomorrow while he's in Phoenix, Arizona. Nope. I'm not going to pray for his good. I'm going to pray that he dies and goes to hell. So Stephen Anderson prays that Barack Obama will go to hell. Well, I have prayed for Barack Obama before. Uh, I pray for Joe Biden. I disagree with, I, I think I can safely say I've disagreed with every single thing Joe Biden has done thus far. Uh, and Barack Obama, uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden, I think hands down are two of the worst presidents from a moral standpoint uh, that we have ever had. Now, I, I know all the, I know what's coming now. All you, oh, you think Donald Trump is moral? No, I'm not saying Donald Trump is moral. I'm talking about their policies. Barack Obama and Joe Biden favor the complete unrestricted access to abortion all the way up to the point of birth and some possibly even after birth, if you can believe that. And any man who would support something so wicked, I do not, now I'm going to get off and I do not know how you could be a thinking biblical Christian and vote for 
the Democratic Party on any le- at, at the federal level for sure. I just is biblical Christianity and the Democratic Party are completely incompatible with each other. Abortion is a horror. It is the um, it is truly the American Holocaust. And those men will stand before God one day. Now I pray that God would would do for them what Paul writes that God has done for others in Second Timothy chapter two. You remember I was talking about how repentance is granted by God. Uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden cannot repent on their own. It must be granted to them. And so I am praying that God would grant Barack Obama and Joe Biden repentance unto salvation, a, a godly sorrow over sin, a godly sorrow that leads to repentance unto salvation, Second Corinthians 7, that God would grant that to them per Paul's words in Second Timothy chapter 2, 24 through 26. I would love that. I'd I don't want Barack Obama to go to hell. I don't want Joe Biden to go to hell. Stephen Anderson does, but I don't. If they die in their sins, then they will very rightly and they will very justly go to hell, and God will be glorified in that. But uh, do I want them to go there? No, I pray that God would grant them faith and repentance. That's what I pray, but not Stephen Anderson. Watch this clip of Stephen Anderson as he talks about the... uh, shooting in Orlando at the Pulse nightclub uh, several years ago, the Pulse nightclub, homosexual nightclub, where 50, I think 52 or 53 people were killed. Watch this. Here's the good news and the bad news about this. You know, the good news is that there's 50 less pedophiles in this world because, you know, these homosexuals are a bunch of disgusting perverts and pedophiles. That's who was a victim here are a bunch of just disgusting homosexuals at a gay bar. I don't have any advice for homosexuals except to put a bullet in your own head so that you don't molest my kids or anyone else's kids. Completely untrue and unfounded. All homosexuals are not pedophiles. That is just a blatantly false statement. I've studied criminology extensively, read thousands and thousands of case studies, and I can promise you that the vast majority of pedophiles are heterosexuals, not homosexuals. And there also seems to be a strong pharisaical component to his statement here. He says that gay people deserve death. Um, every single one of us deserves death both physical and eternal. It is only because of the beautiful grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that we have been rescued from eternal death. And it is only because of God's unmerited mercy that we continue to have oxygen for a single second. So is Mr. Anderson suggesting that we not reach out and preach the gospel to the homosexual community? What about prostitutes and sinners? Oh, that's right. That Jesus guy reached out to them, didn't he? I think we're going to follow his example on this one. That was an excerpt from a video done by Alan who uh, calls his YouTube channel Polite Leader. I know many of you have seen that. He's a friend of mine, really, really good guy, really nice guy. So I took the liberty of taking that uh, excerpt. There's a link to the entire video uh, down below there in the description. But you can see that, uh, that I mean, that is that is pure hatred. That, that is hatred towards homosexuals. Uh, I, does homosexuality disgust me? Yeah, it does. I, I can't wrap my mind around it. Uh, I, I, it is, yeah, it's a disgusting sin. Uh, it will send you to hell. If you die in that state, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Is it the only thing that will send you to hell? Absolutely not. But unless you repent, um, if you die in that state, yes, you will die and, and spend all of eternity 
in the lake of fire, enduring the wrath of God, just as you will if you die without repenting from other sins, um, lying, stealing, being covetous, gossip even, is mentioned in the sins of Romans chapter 1 as evidence of the wrath of God's abandonment. So the command is for all men everywhere to repent, as Paul said to King Agrippa in Acts chapter 26. So, um, But do, do I hate homosexuals? No, I don't hate them. No, I, I share the gospel with homosexuals. Uh, just like I share the gospel with anyone. I share the gospel with people as I have opportunities to do it. And I rejoice when they are saved. Uh, Kathy and I, some of you have heard me say this before, Kathy and I have a, a friend of ours, a lady named Frankie, who was God saved out of homosexuality, lesbianism, obviously, because she's a woman. Um, so she joined the ranks of the such were some of you. Um, but I cannot even wrap my mind around saying that I, my only advice to a homosexual would be to put a bullet in your head. That is just, that is, that is unconscionable to me. And I have no problem saying it. Hey, I'm the man of God here. I meet the qualifications. I run this church. And if you don't like it, then get out. The problem, though, is that he only meets some of the qualifications. He does not meet all of the qualifications. He is not temperate. He is not gentle. He is not peaceable. He does not speak the truth in love. Uh, and to be an elder, you have to meet all of the qualifications, not just some of them. So um, anyway, all that to say, I really, the, the, the response of this guy to my challenge to the charismatic prophets was truly a head scratcher. So neither the woman nor the guy answered my challenge in their own unique ways. They avoided it. So, so for those of you who have asked me and I've received some emails from people asking me, uh, did anybody respond? Those are the only two responses of which I am aware. And, um, Oh, by the way, <laughs> my challenge was not to, as I saw some say in the comment section, was not to, I was not testing God. No, I was testing the prophets. And they failed uh, again. All right, dear ones, until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.